Welcome back into Upon Further Review. Time now for another Turn Left Thursday. Trevor Mater, Jacob Blair talking all things going on in the racing world. And I always say there's a lot to talk about. But when you're coming off of maybe the greatest finish in the history of NASCAR and one of, I won't say the greatest, but one of the best finishes in the history of NASCAR, there really is a lot to talk about. Uh, Jacob, you and I have both been skeptical, critical of, of New Atlanta and you know, adding another super speedway or, or drafting type race to the schedule. But man, oh man, did it not disappoint on Sunday. It was, uh, to, to me, that was maybe uh, about as perfect as a, as a super speedway style race can be. Uh, you, you had your ex, one of them, extremely early, uh, but it's a race where yes, they're packed up. Yes, they're drafting. Uh, but you could tell handling mattered. You could tell the driver's skill even even mattered a little bit. Multiple times we saw guys just kind of lose their cars, didn't necessarily get hit or, or make a bad block. They they got you know put in a bad spot because their car uh, couldn't handle. You saw it late with the fourteen of Chase Briscoe uh, could make all sorts of runs and, and was extremely aggressive, but just could not keep that car on the low side of the corners. And, and it just caused all sorts of issues. So I kind of, in a way reminded me of, of some of the racing you saw at Daytona before they uh, repaved that. And we're, we're talking now, you know, 15 years ago where it was bumpy, it was worn out and you really couldn't race super packed up because, Everyone was actually sliding around. So uh, I think at least for the next couple of years uh, with the Cup Series package, you're going to get races like this where you know it's still a mile and a half, so the corners are maybe still tight enough that they're, you know, they had to lift in these corners. So although they're drafting, they're actually having to, to lift, not necessarily for uh, the sake of slowing down because the pack bunches up, but because they actually have to make the corner. So it just made for uh, really good racing. And uh, it kind of surprised me because I think that before there was just too much grip. So they race more like a Daytona or a Talladega currently, but uh, the grip has gone away a little bit over, over the course of the aging of the new surface. And it just led to some unbelievable super speedway racing. Yeah, and I think given what we had seen uh, throughout the week with the Truck Series and Xfinity Series races, you know, the, it was justified to think this was going to be another mid-race, if not just a bad race. But, I mean, man, it wasn't. You, know, you mentioned you know, the, the handling. It did kind of take me back to the era of super speedway racing that everybody uh, you know, beckons for from like the early you know, mid-2000s or so where you know, if you had a fast car, you could get to the front. But handling mattered, um, and and just a you know phenomenal, phenomenal race. Of course, it, it had the phenomenal finish with Daniel Suarez, Ryan Blaney, and Kyle Busch going three line at the line, three wide of the line, and Daniel Suarez getting the win. Uh, we'll dive into that here in just a minute as well. But Jacob, uh, you know Atlanta before they kind of reconfigured it to this drafting track. It was a good mile and a half. I mean, it, it wasn't the best. Kansas is the best, and I'll, I'll fight that to the death. But it wasn't the worst. It wasn't Texas. You know, tire wear mattered. Um, you know, definitely during the summer, you know, if they raced there, the, the track got really slick. Uh, it was it was a good mile and a half track. Now that, that we're seeing what it can do since it's been reconfigured to be tighter and to have kind of that drafting style of racing. 
my fear is that you know NASCAR has seen what a success this was, and NASCAR sometimes is very overreactive, uh, and they're going to say, okay, we need more of this. And, and I don't know if that's the right answer. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I don't think it is. I think that this seems to be the last super speedway track built uh, in that regard. And, and I'm not going to necessarily say because you don't want to see more of that type of racing. Uh, it, it'll be hard to replicate this uh, anywhere. I, I think it was a perfect case scenario. I, I only think you maybe have two more years or so of the track state where it's at before you, you maybe have to look at something else with Atlanta in terms of a package because uh, it'll get so difficult to run in a pack that they probably will go back to, to having to run single file. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think as the track continues to wear and the, the track continues to slow down, it'll change the, the racing at Atlanta. But but here's the bigger thing is I, I think the teams w- would push back on that. And, and you look at these race teams and you look at some of them that, that have had a bad couple you know, last weeks. I mentioned this last week. There are a couple of teams that are already down some cars. you got a couple more teams that you know lost some more cars this, this weekend. So I, I think from a team perspective, uh, super speedway racing, although it, it was it was amazing to watch this this weekend, it produced a great finish. Uh, you also got to look at how many cars ended up in accidents, wrecked, parts broken. It's expensive for these race teams, and uh, to start the season with two back to back, it's been a rough couple weeks for a couple teams. And if you start adding more, uh, I think these teams would start pushing back because uh, you already have six. And that's an opportunity to essentially lose six race cars throughout the year. So, and especially with uh, the the next gen, you know, format, it's not like they're just producing race cars back at the shop to build. They only have a, a set allotment of of different things, and uh, you don't want to run out of race cars. Yeah, I just hope NASCAR doesn't see this and and say, okay, you know, Kansas, you know, because I mean, this style of racing would probably be a lot of fun in Kansas, but I don't want that, you know. Or, or Charlotte, which has really been kind of rejuvenated with the the new car. Uh, Nick Bromberg from Yahoo, who I, I don't agree with a lot of the times because I think he's just kind of uh, a negative Nelly when it comes to the NASCAR world. But he did have a, a really interesting article, uh, you know, about New Atlanta, and basically said it's kind of like a bag of Cheetos. It's it's good to have. It's fine to have every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with it, but we don't need to oversaturate on them. And, and I just hope that the NASCAR doesn't do that. I don't know if they will. They have had a tendency, though, to see something work and then instantly go to it. Uh, so I guess we'll just have to see going forward. But as I mentioned, Daniel Suarez, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, a photo finish at the line. Ryan Blaney leading in the final lap. Uh, Bubba Wallace was behind him. They couldn't quite hook up the way they wanted to. Suarez and Bush take him three wide, and Suarez, by the slimmest of margins, like third closest finish in NASCAR history, uh, ends up getting the win. I know we talked about before the year started that this was a big year for Daniel Suarez. And I'm not saying this changes anything, but I'd imagine for him, knowing that in race two, you've most likely got your playoff spot locked up, that's got to be a pretty good feeling for him, I'd imagine. It it, it takes the pressure off, and... Now, I'm not going to say it's a ride-saving win. You know, you still got to go perform the rest of the year. But what it does is it it allows that pressure off, knowing, hey, probably going to be a playoff car. Uh, and when the pressure is kind of off, and we've seen this from some other the 
other smaller teams. You can maybe even go back to you know, Michael McDowell when he wins the, the Daytona 500. It allows a little bit of, you don't have to be as careful anymore. You don't have to worry about you know, getting that eighth place finish. You you can go out there and make a, and you know use strategy to win the race. So for that whole team, not even just just Daniel, they can do things now that that can put him in positions to maybe be a little riskier. Go out there and try to win win more races, try more things with those race cars. Those, those early wins in the season, uh, even if you're a secure team really seem to, to help in terms of you can run different strategies to, to try to win races from, from teams that maybe need to focus on points. So I just think it's more of a pressure lifter for the, the rest of the season where that pressure is not on that 99 team and then, then the pressure is not on Daniel that he's got to get that one win to show he can win. He's got that mark next to his name, so now he can just go try to get more. Yeah, you look, you know, eight of the next 11 races are tracks that we will come back to later in the year, and I believe actually all of them are tracks that NASCAR will come back to in the playoffs. So, you know, a chance to build up a really good notebook if you're Daniel Suarez. Uh, so right now, him and William Byron have won races. They are, barring more than 16 winners, going to make the playoffs. Still a, a lot of racing left in the regular season. I mean, we're talking 24 races. Uh, Jacob, looking ahead to Las Vegas this week, um, we get to a mile and a half finally after a couple of drafting tracks. What should we expect? Uh, I've, I've kind of said this the last couple of years. Once you finally get to a, a Las Vegas, normally it's been Fontana the last couple of years. It's really that, that first opportunity to, to actually see who kind of has the advantage for the season. You know, it, it, these super speedway tracks don't always give you the biggest picture. They don't always let you know exactly where these teams are in terms of preparation, where the manufacturers are in terms of speed. Uh, you still have the, the new bodies uh, for, for Toyota and Ford uh, to, to see what how they'll perform. So it, it's really that first weekend to see how, you know, like I said, super speedway racing, you get, you get six of them a year. You, you have six, seven road courses a year. The rest of the schedule is more of that traditional, you know, you got to set guys up to pass. You're not necessarily drafting in a pack. Uh, and this is that first look we'll get at this year. So I, I think it's just really learning who are those teams that, that have uh, this type of, of package, what will really carry them through the playoffs uh, later in the year, who, who's starting out a little bit faster than everyone else. So last week, you and I both were miserable with our picks. You took Chris Rebell. He wrecks, finishes 34th. I took Brad Keselowski. He wrecks, finishes 33rd. But you get a pick first this week. What's maybe a little bit more of a predictable track, Las Vegas. Uh, who are you taking? You know, I, I think it is a little bit more predictable. But as I said, it's that first one of the year. So you don't really know which manufacturer will be quicker. So it's... it's uh, tough to go and figure something out. I'm going to go with the Toyotas. I think they'll be quick. I think they're maybe safe. They'll at least have a, have a decent run. I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. in the 19. Uh, start similar to, to, you know, not necessarily entirely similar to Dan, Daniel Suarez, but probably needs to get a, a win here early in the season for, for the confidence of that team. Give me the 19 to win at Vegas. I'm going to stay in the Toyota camp, but I'm actually going to go with the guy you picked last week, Christopher Bell. He's really good at the mile and a half. Um, he finished second there last year, and I think it's safe to say that you know, the first two races of the year have not gone the way that he wanted. This is a serious championship contender. 
And I'm going to say Christopher Bell gets it done and wins at Las Vegas on Sunday. Looking forward to it. We'll be back next week and upon further review to preview Phoenix. You've been listening to Turn Left Thursday and upon further review, he's Jacob Blair. I'm Trevor Mader. More upon further review coming up next.